what a week it's been. So much to talk about and so many things we can't talk about. Me and my friend Mark, we're going to stop watching. <laughs> oh. I'm Mark. And I'm Harris. And we'd like to welcome you to Behind the Gorilla, a podcast where we delve into the wild, wacky, and crazy side of professional wrestling. All right, how's it going, everyone? And welcome to Behind the Gorilla. And uh, this will be fun. This will be a little different. We're, we got a lot to... Well, we got a few things to cover. Um, we, we, you know, we're back on an actual topic for the show, which, mm-hmm. you know, is always good because our episodes that are actually what the show is supposed to be do significantly better than when we do anything other than that. <laughs> okay, well, that's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's, you know, hint, hint. I guess, I guess we, we get the hint there. But uh, anyway, we are kind of trying to, to shore up the show a little bit and not spend as much time just blabbering about wrestling that's currently going on because that's nobody wants to listen to that including me so yeah i mean i like talking about it but nobody wants to listen to right. it so you know well we're, also we're, to be fair we we don't watch a lot of it which i feel like is that's part true. of the problem that's true uh I pretty much just watch nwa and aew at the moment right so okay. speaking of aew I mm-hmm. just finished watching that two seconds before coming on here because okay, it was re- just one of those nights because there was a lot going on and mm-hmm. I watched the World Series and <sighs> another team I don't want to talk about and um, and also I had to record another podcast last night. So there was a lot going on. So I just Jeez. was able to finish, finish up uh, watching it. But uh, Harris, did you did you watch it all, or have you not watched? No, it all? I didn't get to. Okay. I was watching. Uh, I was watching my boy Austin George. Shout out to Georgie because I know you listen. And the world's biggest ghost hunt on A and E. If you're a fan of the paranormal, check that out. Very nice. Spent two weeks living in a haunted asylum, and got a two hour special on A and E out of it. It's pretty sounds dope. like the worst way to get on TV ever. It was look. I wouldn't have wanted to do it, no. but I loved every minute of watching it. So I'm <laughs> I'm probably going to catch up on AEW tonight, but if you want to talk about it, obviously we can go ahead and do that since eh. I'm slacking off. I mean, there's not a ton to talk about. It was another good okay. show, good matches. Crown okay, first well, tag said, team then, champion. Right. Hang on. I don't know who it is yet. Okay. So if we're not going to talk about it in detail... Okay. Okay. Let's just save the mystery for right, me because so I'll we'll get save to it. that. They also did the contract signing with Chris Jericho and Cody, and Perfect. oh man, it was like it was like a throwback to like mid early nineties WCW, where Tony Schiavone like picks up Dusty or like picks up Cody, like Cody gets off the the jet with Dustin and he picks up Cody, puts him in the limo, and then. Kind of, they cut back a couple of times while they drive to the show with Tony like interviewing Cody and talking about how big this is, which is like just straight out of something from early '90s WCW, and it was it was it was pretty great. And then contract signing done pretty awesome. well, so all that was all that was good. Cool. Um, but yeah, more good matches, exciting tag team finish uh, for the first ever tag team champions. So yeah, a lot, a lot of good, lot of good stuff. But yeah, we're not going to talk about that because Harris hasn't watched it. Okay, um, I'll, 
I'll get to it tonight, probably. In NWA, another good show for them. They've put on consistently good shows so far. Um, Aaron, oh, shoot, I always blank on his name. Damian Sandow. Aaron Stevens, right? That's I think so. I always forget what the last it's name is. It's spelled with one A, which is super heelish. But yeah, it is. Yeah, I don't uh, know about his last name. He was in action for the first time against, oh, what was the guy's name? Is it Ricky Starks? I think that's the guy's name, and this guy's awesome. I, I like him a lot. Uh, young guy, big mouth, can move move really well, good in the ring. He's fun to watch, so they put on a good match. Um, there's some a, a big star indie woman who made her first appearance. Thunder Rose, I think was her name. She has mm-hmm. like Darby Allen face paint where like half of it's painted like, like a skull, so I don't know who this is, but it was apparently somewhat of a big deal, so that was, I guess exciting um another good tag team match with the dawsons and uh i forgot the name of the uh, like homicide and that other guy from new york anyway that, that that's good too i still haven't gotten all the names of everyone because it's only 50 minutes long and it's once a right. week and you only see a handful of people so you know it's work in progress but it's fun to watch and i like watching every week that's great i really I, I know i keep saying this every week i need to get more into it and catch up on everything because it does remind me so much of like the first time i ever watched nxt yeah and you kind of you, you get to, you get to know people over the course of like several weeks you sort of you're like oh yeah i remember that person yeah it it's, takes time it's you know? a good mix though cuz they have plenty of uh, veteran guys there i mean the main event mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. was uh like James Storm and the tag team champions and I don't remember what their names are. They're heel tag team champions and they're good versus a team of Nick Aldis, Colt Cabana and Mr. Anderson. So, you know, nice. I mean it's it's a good mix of veteran guys who are really good and have been for decade or so and then then a bunch of new guys too. So, it, it's it's a lot of fun. Um yeah. WWE, no idea. Didn't watch anything. Uh, Crown Jewel just. Oh, finished. do you not? Do and... you know anything? No, I don't care. Okay, no. Listen, I'm telling you, Mark. Okay. Oh, great. This is the WWE corner because you know, you you I know for a fact saw this, and those of you listening to this might have seen it by now. I went on an absolute rant. Oh yeah, I saw on the, the behind the gorilla Twitter today because. I'm I'm the stumper for WWE, right? I'm always the guy who says, sure. "Well, yeah, that was kind of dumb, but like maybe they'll do something good with it." And then they don't. But then there's always like something else for me to latch on to, right? And when Kofi lost the title to Brock Lesnar, I was like, "That sucks for Kofi, but I get it because Brock Lesnar is the sports guy, and you're going to want the sports UFC guy on your big Fox show, and that makes sense." And now we get to have a storyline where Kofi chases the belt. Right. And then we didn't because we decided to introduce Cain Velasquez. Right. Because Vince McMahon is the most successful wrestling promoter in history, and he's spent about the last 40 years or so trying to be anything other than a wrestling promoter. Right. He wants people to take him seriously as a real sports guy, which is why nobody takes him seriously. Which is, and, and which is so mm-hmm. ironic with the fact that mm-hmm. WWE has been anything but anything resembling real sports. really ever exactly like you would think if he's like oh yeah brock lesnar ufc guy kane velasquez ufc guy maybe he'd book the rest of his show to make a little bit more sense as a sporting competition but no 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 and at least 
coming into this match today, I thought, well, you know, at least like maybe they'll have like a fun, crazy match. Because I know Cam Velasquez is super good, like way better than people think. And he can do like Hurricane Ranas and all this crazy Lucha stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And then he lost in a two-minute match to Brock Lesnar. I didn't and hear that, about I, that. I about snapped, Mark. I it was genuinely Why? probably because I expected better. But let Why? me finish. Hang on, just let me finish. And it was probably the most burnt out I'd ever been on the WWE product. And I just went on this absolute rant of, you know, it's all their own fault. And this is why nobody likes their show. And the ratings are in the toilet. I think SmackDown was below a million last week or something stupid. There's like no way. SmackDown is losing to AEW now. It do- Okay, anyway, all that being said, Mark, they did it. They pulled the trigger and the Fiend won the title. In Crown Jewel, dude. And yeah, just I when that. I think I'm out, they pull me right back in. I don't know if they're going to do anything good with it, but oh my goodness. The Fiend held up the Universal title, and Michael Cole said the words, when there's no more room in hell, the Fiend will rule on Earth. And wrestling is awesome, Mark. I uh, like it. It's okay. fun. I'm very into it. That's that's good. I'm glad I'm glad <laughs> you went from miserable to happier. Mm-hmm. I, I feel no different now than I did yesterday. I don't know if they'll do anything good with it, like I said, but you know, that was the absolute right decision at a time we didn't think they were capable of making any right decisions. So But yeah, is it no, the right I'm, decision I'm though? Board. Is it really? Because yeah. nobody yeah, cares about this show. After the nightmare, no, it's not the show. I'm, I mean, I'm watching the highlights no, now, I, but it's I know. not the show I care about. But after the nightmare that was Hell in a Cell, they couldn't have another screwy finish, and they couldn't have Seth Rollins win because it would just destroy like the most interesting thing that they have going right now. To me, it's already I, been destroyed. He'll probably I, I, win it I back haven't cared him. about the Fiend since Hell in a Cell. I think you're in the minority on that. I one, mean, honestly. I probably, I think a lot I probably of people am. Hate the ending because. I probably yeah. am, but I it it took everything. I have zero interest anymore. And then they burned down a funhouse and all this other stuff. It's like I don't I don't care. You've already taken away the aura of this character for me. Yeah, so, I mean, well, that's fair. But, I'm, but like, I'm, I'm glad I'm glad he won, and I, I'm hopefully that it it helps build it back up, and and that's you know that that's a good thing for sure. Well, and it, for me, it fixes a lot of the problems. Created it's also by Halloween, it. so of course you got to have the fiend win. Jeez, yeah, it's pretty good, isn't it? I like that. I think that's a good choice. Definitely. Because I, I think it's a great, like, first of all, if he can hold on to it for another month, uh, that means we get The Fiend versus Brock Lesnar at Survivor Series. Mm. And darn it, I'm interested in that. I am. I didn't don't know what they'll do happen, with it. it might not didn't be good. he already lose? To Never who? mind. I was thinking something else. Never mind. I, no. that, that just That matchup does not interest me. See, that's I, I think you're in the minority on that as well. But all that that's being fine. said, it's just it's a good change of pace. If you're going to have Brock being the boring MMA guy who defends the title once every four months on one show, give the show to your literal hell demon on the other. Like, oh, that's yeah, fine. sure. Definitely. That's, that's cool. I'm very into that. They're doing this match in the red lighting again, which is kind of dumb, but also if every Fiend match is in red lighting, at least it'll be like a consistent character thing, even if it doesn't right. make any sense. That's true. I don't know. I just wanted to go on a little spiel about that and just say that, you know, of course it would be the day that I go on like a 17-tweet rant about the WWE that they do what I think might be the second good decision they've had since WrestleMania, the other being to turn Bailey heel, obviously. And to give Kofi Kingston the win. 
Right, but wasn't that at WrestleMania? Oh, you meant oh oh I thought you were okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's the right, yeah. that's the other one. So That's that's a good it's point. It's been a minute. It's a good but point. Maybe things are getting better. I don't know. I don't know, but I do think it's kind of funny if just for for the future you just keep just just watching WWE and then I just keep watching AEW and NWA mm-hmm. and then every week it's like, all right, Harris, what happened on WWE? It's like, oh, this is what happened. All right, Mark, what happened on AEW? I just I do find that kind of funny. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, look, whatever expedites the process, right? Because we can't talk as much about it, right? If well, we have if we haven't seen it all, so yeah, we're we're done now. Instead of the topics we do one week, we're just going to research current events and report no, back we aren't. once we've covered no, no, we every aren't. dumb thing. No, That's we're a not. terrible Never. Idea. That is our promise to you. If that happens, we will be done. <laughs> we're we're all right, out. All right. <laughs> uh, we've, so already in the done, interest... we've already done stuff like that too many times, which is which yeah. is funny. Okay, so in the interest of moving things along, then, you ready to uh, go ahead and jump into our topic today? We'll try to spare the people a no. two-hour epic. No, Harris, I'm not ready for us to jump into oh, the topic Lord. today. Is that because you know what the topic is? Yes, it is. Yes. Excellent. Okay, good. I'm, I'm very much – and I know – okay, Harris, I swear his goal is to just pick whatever the most miserable thing is <laughs> and then just have the most gleeful time talking about it, knowing how miserable I just have to sit here and listen to it. It's funny that you say that because I do feel like the episodes that you hate the most – I low-key love, whether it's ironically or just genuinely I am entertained by what I watched. Um, okay, hang on. Let me just – let me pause for a second here and say yeah, this I, is I one really, of – I can't really talk. I did the Don Marie marries Tori Wilson's father. Line, so, no, I'm glad I didn't I, have to do that I one. Can't really talk, I can't really say much. <laughs> so there was – There was a time when I was a new, a little baby wrestling fan who was still excited about everything that happened in WWE because I hadn't been watching long enough yet. (laughs) The scars hadn't been caused yet. Right. Well, I distinctly remember, you know, knowing that I was into wrestling and I was excited to watch wrestling, but there was this whole world out there of stuff that I knew nothing about. And I would hear about either from, you know, YouTube videos or internet histories or just friends of mine who were who had been into it as kids telling me different things and thinking, wow, that sounds crazy. And it being like a really definitive watershed moment for me in terms of learning, like, wow, there's all sorts of crazy stuff that can happen in wrestling. Like I remember, for example, one time, you know, I think when Seth Rollins had J and J security, this would have been in, you know, 2014 or so right after 2015, maybe after the WrestleMania 31, where he won the title. And he bought his cronies, J&J Security, a brand new car. And then the next week, because it's wrestling, Brock Lesnar showed up with an axe and destroyed it. Just cut it to pieces, literally carved up the car with an axe. And I was like, wow, that's really crazy that they just destroyed a vehicle like that. And my friend was like, oh, yeah, like in the Attitude Era, that was happening every other week. Like you would drop cars from cranes and fill them with cement and all this crazy stuff. And I thought, wow. That's pretty interesting. So there's a lot of stuff like that that is so, like, cliche, it's almost commonplace now, that I knew nothing about. It was super (laughs) new and exciting, right? And the other one of those things, it was, honestly, it was really fun. It was a a cool period in my life. But the one that I remember, I think more than any other one, the one that I've had the most questions about and the one that has been on my list probably since we started this show is – 
I don't remember exactly how it came about, but there was some sort of romance angle. And I said something offhand along the lines of, well, you know, there's a limit to it because they can't just have sex in the middle of the ring. Wow. And my friend Jake Glover said, well, actually, actually, Edge did that one time. Edge and Lita had a live sex celebration in the middle of the ring on an episode of Raw. (laughs) Oh, man, I would give anything to see your reaction after hearing this. I don't even it it was kind of the same as the vehicles thing, to be honest with you, because I was just I'm just blown away that they ever tried to do it, especially with a company that is so family friendly now and who, you know, certainly hasn't always been, but just hearing something like that really surprised me, I guess is the best word for it. But okay, here's the thing, Mark, and this might be the earliest in the history of this show that I've ever lost you. If like, if I were booking WWE and they came to me and said, Hey, we were thinking about running an angle where two people have sex in the middle of the ring. And it's like the main event of the show. Like we just, we build the whole episode and craft all of the storylines towards that happening. Uh, I would say, no, I would say that's tacky and offensive and kind of petty. And, you know, there will be countless families who turn off WWE and never turn it back on again. And, um, it just kind of confirms all of people's worst perceptions about wrestling. Yes, it does. Yeah, so let's just get that out of the way first, right? I said all of that. I feel like I covered all of the problems with having a live sex celebration in the ring. during an, Not during a pay-per-view, during an episode of Raw, like broadcast television. Well, you haven't covered all of them, but, but uh, you know, you, you've made a good point. Look, we'll, we'll, we'll probably think of more as the episodes go on. <laughs> all that being said, if they came to me and said, hey, Harris— since you run WWE, we are running an angle where we have a live sex celebration in the ring. It's happening, and it's going to be the focus of the show, and it's going to be in the main event, and everything that happens all night is going to point towards this. And I had to figure out how to do it. I don't think I could have done a better job than they did. Eh, maybe. So, I don't know. Or they could have just not done it. Right, no, they could have just not done it, absolutely. But I'm just saying, given the fact that they have done it, and I went into this research knowing that they did it, and was thinking, oh no, this is going to be really bad, knowing that it was going to happen, I found myself incredibly entertained by the whole thing. So, hang on, let's pause for a second, let's back up. What are they celebrating, Harris? That's a great question, Mark. They're celebrating Edge... Your favorite wrestler. <laughs> this is the perfect storm of terrible stuff for you. I'm sorry. <sighs> They're celebrating His stupid Edge. birthday was the other day, so I had to look through <laughs> all these tweets of greatest of all time, vote on Edge, the greatest thing, look at this, happy birthday. It's like, yeah, bleh. <laughs> Screw him. So the, the Sunday before this episode of Raw, Edge had cashed in his Money in the Bank contract at the New Year's Revolution pay-per-view. And it's... It's a fun thing to watch because he was the first to ever do it, which I'm sure some people mentioned in his birthday posts. But because nobody had ever cashed in a Money in the Bank contract before, they have to be really obvious about the setup of the whole thing. And, you know, some parts of it are very subtle. Like when you're watching earlier in the match, of course, like he's the first match of the show. 
And I think now we're kind of savvy enough to the way money in the bank works that we might think, oh, well, he might cash in later tonight. I don't think anybody was really thinking about that at the time, especially because commentary is going out of their way to be like, no, you know, Edge for sure. He's that he's an egomaniac. He's going to cash in at WrestleMania like I guarantee you. And then, you know, you move on with the show. John Cena is defending the title in an elimination chamber match, which is pretty cool, even if the people in it are not super intimidating. Like it's John Cena versus Carlito. I think we know who's going to come out on top there. But (laughs) yeah, he spit. I know. I know. I don't think he's cool. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) No, I just had to do that. All that being said, you know, John Cena wins, retains the title. He's bleeding, but he overcame the odds. And then Vince McMahon comes out and announces, okay, this next guy is going to be cashing in his money in the bank contract right now because nobody had ever seen this before. So if they had just hit Edge's music, like, I don't think people would have really gotten it, at least for a minute. They have to have Vince introduce this to us because the crowd wasn't like trained to recognize it the way we are now, which I just thought was funny to watch. But I noticed as Edge comes out to cash in, like you can already tell that this is coming because the whole gimmick at this point is that Edge and his girlfriend Lita are just the absolute worst. You mentioned this before in the past, but like. Edge used to be Matt Hardy's girlfriend. Yes. For real. In real life. Yep. Um, and then one day she wasn't anymore because no. she cheated on him and ended up with Edge. In real, real life. In real life. And then that came out in real life and they had a huge feud. Matt Hardy got fired first, then he got brought back. They had a huge feud and then Edge won. The bad guy won. The guy who stole the girl won and kept the girl and now they're just the absolute worst together. And Both. now as champion. Oh, yeah. Now he's champion. But even before he's champion, when he's just Mr. Money in the Bank, like oh, the yeah, tit- Titantron video is just him and Lita making out. Like they immediately took this thing that happened in real life that gave him a ton of heat and said, well, yeah, we're just going to roll with that then, obviously, and dial it all the way up to 11, obviously. And they did, which – I could, if I watched at the time, I would probably hate it. Looking back on it objectively, like 13 years later, it makes perfect sense. Like, that's exactly what you do. You don't book against type. Right. You don't try to make him this John Cena baby face. You just say, no, the fans hate this guy. So let's continue to make him do the things that fans hate. So he cashes in on Cena. Cena is not, like, beloved at this point, but he's pretty, you know, he's getting very solidly mixed reactions instead of very solidly, like, 80% negative reactions, you know, <laughs> like he did for years after this. Yeah, no, because no, 2005 in. John Cena or 2006 or whenever this was, it, it yeah. that that's still, it's still mostly cheered John Cena. Yeah, it's kind of, honestly, it's kind of back to where he is now. Yeah, to be honest, yeah, <laughs> that's a good point. He just spent 10 years like getting worse and worse and then gradually getting better. So they have a good little scrap. It's, you know, they tease Cena kicking out of one or two things and finally Edge hits a spear and wins. And that's how the show ends. And, you know, for the first Money in the Bank cash-in, like, it's kind of perfect. It goes to this, I don't want to say underdog, but, like, this chickenish heel who's never won a title legitimately before and is the worst and is cashing in at a super opportune time. And that became his nickname after this. And it works, you know? And the next night they have John Cena come out and cut a genuinely great promo like Roman Reigns should watch this because he comes out to the <laughs> ring and he's legitimately like you can tell because watching the pay-per-view I thought oh wow John Cena's really over 
And then watching Raw the next night, he's not. It's very much split. But John Cena, like they book it perfectly. I mean, he comes right out. He says, look, we all have choices, right? Edge made a choice to cash in last night. That was his opportunity. He earned it. And I get it. I respect that. Just like a lot of you guys have, you know, a choice to make. And a lot of you have just chosen to believe that I suck. And the crowd goes, yeah, you suck. See, you know, they start booing him. <laughs> and he's like, but the rest of you guys who have chosen to ride with me, I see you and I respect you. And for all the haters out there, I guess you can kiss my ass. Like, it's great. I mean, it's perfect. That's exactly what you should say if you're a mixed reactions babyface. Because at that point, even the people who hate you are like, hey, that's pretty cool. All right. That's a good line. That's not that has nothing to do with the rest of the show. I just thought that was pretty interesting because what he goes <laughs> on to do is say, all right, you know, now that I've established my lines and cut a really good promo, I want my rematch clause. I'm fighting for the title tonight right here on raw. And the crowd goes, yay. Even though I'm pretty sure they know that that's never how that works. No, no, not usually. And edges music hits and the crowd pops again, but it's only Lita. And Lita makes her way out, and she says, oh, no, John, you're not going to cash in your rematch clause until the Royal Rumble because of how the contract was written, blah, 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 who knows, you know, chicken-ish heel is, is a chicken heel. Right. And then she says, the only person that Edge is going to wrestle tonight is me in the ring. Oh, okay. Uh, first, any- uh, first women's uh- – First woman to wrestle for right. the WWE Championship. Interesting. Right. Historical moment. Intergender matches. Very Power much. to the women. Yeah. No, no. Andy Kaufman is proud. And <laughs> no, it's going to be Lita. And it's going to be Edge. And it's going to be the title. And it's going to be a menage a trois with the title because they're going to have a sex in the middle of the ring at the end of Monday Night Raw. Uh, um, hold on, Harris. Yep. yep. Uh, like, there's obvious questions, but yep. I have a different question about okay. this. Um, yep. How is the title getting involved? You know, they didn't explain. I think it's one of those uh, okay. tell, don't show, you know, tell, don't show sort of situations where they would just rather you imagine what they could do with the title. Okay. Then, um, then you actually. I mean, watch I'm them trying to imagine put it in or on things. I'm trying to imagine, and I don't really see it being very useful. To be perfectly honest, I don't look. I don't know. I mean, it might be one of those things where he wears it like an actual belt, and that's the last thing he takes off. Uh, okay. I I have a lot of questions, but a theme you may notice here is that they kind of leave a lot to the imagination because, like I said, this is the main event of the episode of Monday Night Raw. Which means we have two entire hours to hype this moment. Which is what WWE's always been about. Right. So after she says that, here's the thing. We can talk about how stupid and, you know, um, juvenile and offensive this all is. Crowd pops massively when she says that she and Edge are going to have sex in the ring. So, like, we kind of get the programming we deserve, I guess. We can't judge WWE too harshly without judging these fans as well. To be fair, I was thinking watching this live, like, oh, well, at least to their credit, none of the performers branded it the live sex celebration. No, no, that was Jerry Lawler four (laughs) seconds after the segment ends who says, 
wait, does this mean we're going to have a, a live sex celebration tonight? And <laughs> if there had been tw- Twitter at the time, it would have immediately started trending worldwide because that quickly became the phrase, live sex celebration tonight on sure. Raw. Sure. So, so, so. Here's the thing where I'm going to come back to what I said before, which is if you told me that I had to do this and I had to find a way to make it work, I kind of I think they justified it perfectly. Again, assuming that they're going to do it and there's no way to stop them from doing it because they cut to edge the night before coming out from winning the championship. And he cuts, I mean, like the perfect He'll just won the title promo. You know, it's it's outside going to his car. He's got Lita on one arm. He's underneath a parking deck, so he's, like, getting heckled by fans in the parking deck at the time and heckling them back. <laughs> and it's kind of like it's a – he's very hateable. He's a great, like, very natural heel. And he's giving them, you know, the – you know, I don't suck. I'm the champ. You should respect me, and nobody ever respected me, and blah, 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 blah. You know, yeah, on and on it goes. Suck. It's not – it's not me. It's you. It's the fans. It's all of you. You know, but no, done very well. it's you, and you <laughs> suck. Right. Tell him. <laughs> I will. And Lita starts to say something about I'll tell about him one how... time, and then he'll, like, crush me into the ground, and I won't be able to tell him again. But I'll tell him once. I, I think you're being very generous to his spear when you say that. Uh, no, he, no, not from his spear. If he tried to spear me, I'd be fine. But just, <laughs> just with the fact he's, like, 6'4", and, like, 230 yeah. pounds... Yeah, he's a big boy. He's deceptively – that's the thing, man. (laughs) In the Ruthless Aggression era, everyone – or even even before that, I mean, people are deceptively big. Like, you know, because it started kind of at the turn of the millennium when some quote-unquote smaller guys were getting a shot at the heavyweight title. And by smaller, I mean instead of them being 6'7", 300 pounds or, you know, 290, 280 – now the 6'2", 230-pound guys are getting in the title <laughs> picture. Right. And so we think of, oh, yeah, the smaller guys, like 6'2", Jeff Hardy. or <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah, he's the most deceptively wow. like tall person ever. He is way See, bigger than thinking, you actually think. I was thinking of Seth Rollins because it's no. kind of the same thing. It's like, oh, yeah, he's wiry. He's a good wrestler, but he's like – relatively on the smaller side. Seth Rollins is huge. Yeah, like, he's still not small. Thing. I mean, you know, I mean, even Jericho's like, what, 5'11", or, you know, right at six feet? You know, yeah. and, and those are the small... Punk is six foot two or like 6'1". Right, right, And these right, are exactly. the quote-unquote small guys, but in reality, they're still big guys. Like, I'm yeah. telling you, you no, don't realize that's... how big wrestlers are until you see them in person. I remember... Wrestlers are like... Wrestlers are like the opposite of pretty much any other kind of celebrity, I feel like. Because yes, most celebrities, yes. you look them up and you're like, oh, Tom Hardy's only five foot eight. Wow, that's right. crazy. No, You I, just kind of assume that all re- like a lot of wrestlers are yeah, I mean, 10, 5, I, 11. I didn't notice until – and I've, still, I've told this before. When I went to a TNA house show back in like 2011 or 2010 and I saw who is now Nick Aldis – but he was Magnus at the time. And the guy's like 6'4", you know, 250 pounds or something of just pure muscle. And I remember like him walking by and I was like, I don't remember thinking this guy is a monster looking at him on TV. And I'm like, this is like the biggest human being I've ever seen in person. 
Like, as yeah. you think of, oh, yeah, big shows, big, seven feet tall and all this stuff. It's like, no, no, no. Everybody's big. Just some people are really big. And so it's anyway, that has nothing to do with anything. We got on fun on a bad tangent there. No, it's a back, fair point. Look, back to this. If you take nothing else away from this episode, let it be this. Edge is bigger Edge is than tall. you think. Because think <laughs> oh, that's another thing. Think about it. Edge is like on Flash and stuff like this and on Vikings as like this big mammoth dude. Because compared to normal people, any wrestler is huge. I didn't even think funny. about that. But okay, I'll bring it back a little bit. When you say compared to normal people, now you compare Edge to John Cena, who he's feuding with at the moment. And you're like, oh, yeah, he's a pretty, like, small, wiry guy. That's why he's such a great chicken ish heel, you know? Eh, not really. But so let, let, let's refocus here for a yeah, second. Yeah, yeah. So let's the interview, back, yeah. the night he wins the title, which they're only showing you now on Raw. But, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll bear with that for a second. And Lita starts to say... Yeah, you know, me and Edge are, you know, we really like to get it on and we are really going to celebrate tonight. And then Edge says, no, 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 no. We're not going to do it tonight. I've worked my whole life for this title right here. We're going to celebrate in front of the whole world tomorrow night on Raw. (sighs) And that's when he announces that they're going to do it. And then he actually does say live sex celebration. So I gave him a little too much credit. It is the wrestler who coins the term, not jerry lawler but again bearing in mind that this is stupid and juvenile number one perfectly in character because their entire shtick is being stupid and juvenile and like way too into one another and being gross people and it rolls perfectly into everything he's just been talking about about how he hates the fans he doesn't have their respect and now he's going to rub all of his success in their face it i I like it a whole lot better than Lana and Bobby Lashley just making googly eyes at one another. If you're going to do it, then really <laughs> lean into it. <sighs> I will. I'll make other comparisons to that uh, as the show was, goes on. That but was just funny. It's like, man, the, if you're going to do it, do it. Like that's that's funny. And Edge is like, oh, we're going to do it. Yeah. So, <laughs> so really, like the running gag throughout this episode of Raw is people, you know, like a bunch of 13-year-olds going, oh, did you hear about the live sex celebration? What's it going to be like? What's going to happen? Harris, There's I want to pause again for a second. Yeah. I just want to, yep. let's just take, because again, I was, you know, always around wrestling and stuff, but I was not around WWE or live, like live WWE wrestling until mm-hmm. about 2007. Well, this is why. <laughs> this yes, no, this one hundred percent was why why I was not allowed to watch WWE. Um, now let's just though take it back to think about you in two thousand fourteen or anything like that, and just try and think if this is happening while you're watching wrestling. Just what 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 you would think about at the time. So. It, 2014 is kind of a bad example, honestly. I know, I know, because so, the whole thing was different. But Well, no, 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 not because it couldn't have happened, but because I was so brand new to the whole thing that I was just interested that something like that was a place you could go to. Because <laughs> to their – listen, to their credit, they understand that like this isn't something you can do on an episode of like – 
Malcolm in the Middle or whatever was on like primetime TV in 2006. I don't know. It's dumb. And it, it, the honest answer to your question, if I had seen like Daniel Bryan at WrestleMania first or if I had seen like CM Punk in the pipe bomb first, then I would have said, oh, OK, well, I can see that these guys are dirty heels and let's see where it goes because it probably won't actually happen. Right. I like. I think I would have been smart enough and I would have had enough respect for wrestling at that point to wait it out. If this was like the first thing I ever saw, like instead of seeing Santino Morella with the Cobra or Daniel Bryan like invading the ring with the Occupy Raw movement, the first thing I saw was Edge and Lita making their way to the ring for the live sex celebration. Yeah, then I probably never would have watched wrestling. <laughs> like it just wouldn't have happened. Oh, so there's a balance there for sure. And I thought about this too, because I, I think we were both we were both raised in the same kind of household where if you grew up, you know, and you wanted to watch Raw every week and your parents were like, I don't know about that wrestling, but OK, the week this happens, you're done. You're oh, never watching yeah. wrestling. Yeah, again. yeah, no, immediately. And that would be the week, too. That that 100% would be the week of, all right, finally, <laughs> let's watch. And then and not even that. It would be the moment your mom walked like past the yeah. room. 100%. Oh, yeah, 100%. Well, here's the OK. I'm going to no back more wrestling the, uh... podcast. Mark and Harris, not wrestling fans anymore. Yeah, so I'm I'm pivoting back into the timeline now that you've said it because the other moment that your mom might have walked in, uh, Vince McMahon at this point in WWE programming is like an on-screen character, but he's more of like a hapless doofus who you know probably doesn't mean well, but he's not like the maniacal mastermind of the show. Right, this is like during the time when the Mr. America thing happened, I think, or that okay. might have been a little bit before. It might have been a year. Wasn't that 2000 so and like four? You know yeah. what? Actually, I think that was a couple years before, but it's still kind of a continuation of that Mr. McMahon character. Right. Like, you don't trust him because he's Mr. McMahon. And he's but an he idiot. Isn't... Right. Right. He's a doofus. Like, he isn't trying to make John Cena's life hell, at least not actively, the way he was Stone Cold's, right? He's not cutting promos to open every show. But he is there, and you do know you kind of don't trust him. But we cut backstage to see John Cena and Vince McMahon and John Cena is kind of like, Hey man, that was, that was pretty annoying that you let him cash in last night. And Vince was like, yeah, but you know, it's the contract and what can I do? And cause I think people didn't really understand how money in the bank worked. Like they'd never right. seen a cash in before. <laughs> so Vince is there again to explain like, you know, that sure was unfortunate, but congrats on winning the elimination chamber match. You know, that's not nothing. And then he's like, so listen, John, uh, we got a lot going on here tonight. It's a, uh, I don't know if you heard there's going to be a live celebration in the ring to close the show. It's never been done on television before. It's going to be crazy. I don't quite know what to expect, but I need you to make sure that you don't, uh, that you don't do anything right. That you don't interfere. Cause I know you want to get your hands on edge, but you got to wait till the Royal rumble. All right. And John Cena <laughs> in one of his more lucid moments says, okay, number one, Vince, it's a live sex celebration. It's going to be two people doing it in the middle of the ring. Like, I don't know what you mean when you say you don't know what it's going to be. That's pretty <laughs> clearly exactly what it's going to be. It's not like code for anything. But then he says, uh, number two, like, well, this is, you know, this is how he phrases it. He's like, you're going to have two people doing it in the ring. And one of them, everyone in this building knows for a fact, is a certified hoe. And he gets a pop for that because everyone hates Lita. But, like, to be fair, 
Edge is absolutely a hoe as well. Right. I course. don't think that, that that man's a total slut. But John Cena says he that is. and then says, hey, you're going to have two people doing it in the middle of the ring. I'm going to sit back and enjoy it just like everyone else. And then the crowd <laughs> pops again. Woo! WWE yeah. crowd. So, again, so that's the moment that I feel like my mom would have walked in on and just been like, all right, nope. We're throwing the TV out, kids. Go get a book. <laughs> and yeah, that's fair. Yeah. That's the right reaction to have. But <laughs> so, so the show goes on now, and we've established Edge's motivation for doing this. And again, it's dumb and it's tacky, but it does fit the character who is dumb and tacky and obnoxious and heelish. And finally, we, you know, Edge shows up in the limo. Lita comes up to kiss him, and he says, no, nah, no, nah, babe, we got to save it. And they go out to the ring. And they make their way to the ring. And, you know, Jerry is behaving exactly the way you might think he would. It's pretty embarrassing. The crowd is super into it, even though these are two heels that, you know, you shouldn't like. And then they get to the ring and there's there's a bed, like a king size bed on a frame with a mattress and like a comforter and pillows, the whole nine yards. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, they decide to to go ahead and get started and just just the worst saxophone music you've ever heard in your life starts playing <laughs> like sort of like a val venus theme yeah sort of saxophone music it's, ex and they, it's exactly and what they it proceed to do yeah and they proceed to do you know just like i don't want to say the worst that seems like a strong word but the most like here, let me put it this way everything about this show and this gimmick up until this point all night long is very clearly catering to 13 year olds like edge and Lita talk about it. Like how teenage boys talk about sex when they've like never kissed a girl before, you know, like, yeah, it's going to be really hot and heavy and we're going to do it right. Oh you know, like it's not, it doesn't sound like they've ever done it before by the way they talk about it. It's very transparently weird. And that's what this, like, I'll call it a striptease for lack of a better word. That's what this feels like. Like, oh, yeah, you like that, don't you? But it's just like, I don't feel like you guys have ever hooked up before. It's very unnatural. <laughs> that, so that's Edge a great starts, way to put it. Edge starts, you know, taking his boots off really slowly. And Jerry's like, well, yeah, you can't expect him to just do it in his boots, can you? And then <laughs> Lita's taking off her boots and she's got like the fishnet on. And we make our way down to Edge in his boxer briefs. And Lita just in her underwear, like a bra and panties, which, to be fair, women wore in WWE a lot back that then. That is true. That's the other thing. Okay, hold on. S side yep. Sidebar real quick. I got to yep. talk about this, which is always one of the funniest things, I think, in wrestling. Now, especially during this time, we've talked about it before. We've covered many a topic with stuff like this before. Um, a lot of the women's stuff was, well, let's just say risque to say the sure. least. Yep. You know, we had brawn panties matches. We had lingerie contests. We had bikini contests. A lot of this stuff. I always find it absolutely hilarious in something like a brawn panties match where the goal is to strip off the clothes and leave them in their brawn panties, which usually are less revealing than the bikinis that they wear voluntarily for bikini contests but every time it happens <laughs> yep. they like panic and are like embarrassed and trying to cover themselves and like run out of the thing i'm like you're wearing Which more the clothes only time than they you ever did last week themselves. and it's like you're wearing more clothes than you yeah. did last week i never i always think that yeah uh, anyway 
That has nothing to do with anything. I just find it hilarious every time that happens. No, you're not you're not wrong. It's a fair point. But so they finally get right down to the point where yeah, okay, first of all, Edge is in his underwear at this point. And even though the men wear a lot of pretty revealing stuff too, like usually more Jared, revealing to be perfectly honest. Yeah. But it's more revealing than Edge typically is because he wears like a That's lot of pants true. or trunks he or whatever. He usually wears tights, yeah. <laughs> but it gets – Jerry is trying to save this whole thing by saying, well, yeah, you know, like all the girls watching this love to see Edge get it on too. Like, Jerry, no female on the planet <laughs> is tuned into this trash right now. <laughs> like the ones that came to the show left and dumped their boyfriends on the way out don't – Which I is more than effort. fair. Yeah, like I respect the effort to try and make this less blatantly sexist. It doesn't really work, but it is very funny that he tries. And then, you know, we get to the part of the striptease, the saxophone music playing this entire time. And we'll continue to play, by the way, just to get everyone in the right state of mind. And then we get to the point where Lita takes her bra off, like shoot, on live television. And she's only got her hands covering her boobs on live television, which, ooh, that, risque. another thing that has happened many times. It has in, happened in, before, in but it's, you know, a lot of times it's because of something, not because she's about to do it with this guy in the middle of the ring at 945. Sure, you know? sure, sure. <laughs> and then they get under the covers of the bed. And then, you know, Edge disappears under the covers for a second. And then throws the bra onto the ring. So Lita is certainly work topless under the bed right now, but probably shoot topless too. It's kind of hard to say. Yeah. Yeah. And then he, you know, he, he crawls to the lower end of the bed and comes out and he's got her pennies in his teeth and he Yay. gives like a little eyebrow, like wiggle, wiggle to the camera. And that then is, throws that's going to be, ground. that's going to be the, the picture I tweet with this episode. Oh yeah. That, that's probably oh, going to be the like cover picture. It's, for this episode it has I don't know to if be I, I don't know if iconic is the right word but like it's not but i understand memorable yeah yeah memorable let's go with that and then they start you know like well now one they the, there's just lumps under the bed at this point because at least one if not both of them is definitely naked right now and the music's still playing, and it's like 9.50 at this point, and I, like, you kind of knew they weren't going to do this, but I'm sure you were kind of starting to think, are they just going to like get dressed and walk out at some point? Is the show end like this? Do we just go home? Like, I don't know. <laughs> there are a lot of possible possibilities here, except, you know, we all watch wrestling. There's only one way that this is ever going to end. Now, Mark... Do you think it's John Cena that interrupts them because, you know, he's the title challenger and he wants to beat up and embarrass Edge? Well, he said he wanted to watch, so no. Correct. That's a little bit of, you know, character work for you. But also, like, if he had just lied and come in and beat up Well, Edge, that's, like, that's fair. But he can't because, you, you know, hustle, loyalty, respect, well, uh, yeah. honesty, I'm sure, is in there somewhere. But it wouldn't have been that surprising, you know, if he no. came in and beat him up. Is it Vince McMahon saying, hey, I just got a couple phone calls. We're about to get taken off the air. Y'all need to stop. No, although that would have been very funny if it was like a panicked Vince that would trying to pull great. the plug on this segment. Um, Is it Matt Hardy making a triumphant return? I'm pretty sure you know that it's not. No, Mark. That would be even better. But that it would be so pretty good. Not. Now, that did gonna, happen okay. later, though, and that was a freaking mm -hmm. awesome feud. I was going to say the best option 
the best option would have been David Arquette. It's not David Arquette. Always. The second best option, Mark, who comes in to interrupt the live sex celebration? Val Venus. It's Ric Flair. Woo! Woo! <laughs> Completely blindsided me personally. I thought it was going to have to be Cena. It's Ric Flair, who I guarantee you is just mad that he didn't think of this first. Right. Comes storming yeah, out is. to the ring, and he's an active wrestler at this point, and starts to run down Edge and says, You're an embarrassment. You know, you're weak. You're lame. You don't deserve that title. But more importantly, you're awful in the sack. And let me show you how it's done. And he starts whipping off his suit coat like pelvic thrusting his way down to the ring and like pointing at Lita and Lita's <laughs> freaking out. Lita's Lita can't get out from under the bed because again, she's definitely naked right now. <laughs> so edge has to get out in his underwear. I don't know if he ever took it off or if he put it back on and runs for his life. And Ric Flair like comes after like rolls through the ring, waves at Lita slides out of the ring, chasing edge and Edge just cracks this old man with one of the worst chair shots I've ever seen. I mean, absolutely lays him out. He might have protected himself with his hands a little bit. It's a crack of a shot. Wait, man. you mean like, worst it, chair shots as in like brutal chair shots? Yes. Okay, I, was, like, I thought you like, meant like no. pathetic chair shots. And I was like, well, that's kind of funny because Ric Flair's the king of pathetic chair shots. No, so he lit him okay, up. Okay, he just cool. laid him out. And then he drags him to a table, places this like dead 55-year-old sex pervert on top of the chair, <laughs> and then grabs a second chair and then smashes his head with the chair yeah, into the other chair. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's called a concerto. Him and Christian started doing it when they were attacking. Yeah, it's brutal. It's a dude. great move. It looks awful so yeah it's awesome first of all the sight of rick flair just sliding in like a looney tunes character or something being like hey baby let me show you how to do it and then just getting annihilated i mean i thought for a second we were going to get a live rape celebration instead no 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 no. but you know you did you, you when he's like lead up baby which we've up? talked about like, it before this crowd yeah. loves that yeah, Literally, they do. No, they pop big for it. They pop big for it when he starts like gesturing in WWE. to WWE. We've talked about it on many episodes. The Val Venus episode, the Tori mm -hmm. Wilson, Don Marie episode. There, there's mm -hmm. a lot of raping going on. So it wouldn't mm -hmm. have been that much of a stretch. No. Well, that's what like when he like he calls out Lita and starts humping his way down the ramp. The crowd's going nuts. They're eating it up. I'm not going to lie. I would go nuts, too. I mean, it's pretty hilarious just because I genuinely – not since surprised David Arquette have I been so surprised and delighted by a run. Because <laughs> there's nobody better than Ric Flair for no, that if you're no. going to do it. But he's dead. He just got absolutely cracked. Like the dude's got a concussion for sure. And he's lying there on the table just absolutely motionless. And that's when John Cena says, you know, I feel like this has been pretty well and interrupted by now. So now I'm going to run out and beat Edge up. Edge takes one look at Cena sprinting through the crowd towards him and books it. <laughs> he grabs the title, runs up the ramp in his underwear, and then realizes, wait, I just left my possibly naked girlfriend in the ring with John Cena. And John Cena is standing there saying, come on, come on, let's go. And then he turns around and realizes that Lita's still in the bed. And kind of looks around and looks around at the crowd and the crowd starts going nuts. Oh, yeah. 
And then I thought, and I was like, is he going to do it? Surely not. He's John <laughs> Cena. He's an honorable guy. But this is 2006. Yes, it is. And he does it. He just rips the blanket off the bed, only to discover that in all of the chaos, Lita has very wisely put Edge's shirt on and put her panties back on. Okay, well, so she's not naked her. anymore. But if she had been, like John Cena would have gotten Raw canceled right there. So <laughs> not no, the best no, 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 no. I don't. Not necessarily. They had stuff like that. It's called pixelation, Harris. No, uh, uh. no, 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 no. There have been episodes of ECW when WWE tried to do ECW where they had full-on nude people on TV and they were all pixelated. That's gotta. That's gotta break some sort of local ordinance, though. Well, no, it's naked pixelated. woman I mean, in front of. No, dude. I'm talking about live, like. Okay. Oh no 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 no. Oh no no no. It, okay. To be fair, they were backstage segments, but right. But no, that, so, okay, this has happened. Taken, maybe... No no no. It's happened live before. And Don Marie did. She flashed the audience once on a SmackDown. <laughs> like it. It has happened. Uh, Kelly Kelly did it too. It's happened several times on uh, okay. actual live things. Anyway. Wow. Yeah, this I'm company you, never Harris, ceases to surprise Harris, there's me. There's a there's a dark side of WWE that you aren't even well, aware that's, of. Okay, that's the thing though. <laughs> nudity aside, this is non-consensual nudity, like right. in character. She did not want, which is well, good luck proving but, but that was in it, court. Like, but was it? I mean, she actively stripped in the middle right. of the ring. Right. So it's a little maybe a little. So as interesting as this court case would have been, anyway, <laughs> we'll never find out because she was in fact clothed at the time. Uh, which, like, I would love it if there was one kid out there who like that saved it for him. Like his mother was like, "You can never watch wrestling again if she's right. naked right now." And he's like, "No, see, we're good." Right? Imagine a kid in the front row. Like you go to a RAW, you're like, "Oh, RAW's coming." They get tickets, and then you know a month in advance, and then this show, yep. and then this is happening. And then this is happening. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, man. So <laughs> John Cena being the good guy that he is and the WWE universe being the dirtbags that we are. John Cena picks her up, just crushes her with an AA and the crowd goes absolutely nuts. And Edge, <laughs> who is supposed to be the heel, is standing on the ramp looking at his now dead girlfriend. And he's like, you're going to pay for that, John Cena. And I'm like, well, yeah, I'd be mad, too. Like, that's kind of justified. I mean, he did run away and leave her there to eat that AA. But, oh, mercy. So that's how the show comes to an end. With the live sex celebration being rudely interrupted, not by John Cena, by Ric Flair, but then eventually by John Cena. And, again, we covered pretty much all of this at the beginning of the show. This is a bad and offensive and juvenile and dumb uh, any other adjectives you got for me? Inappropriate. Mm-hmm. And uh, I I don't have any more words for it. Okay, well that's it's bad. Yeah. Bad idea. Shouldn't have been done. It's so freaking entertaining to watch, you guys. <laughs> like the striptease <laughs> itself is obviously bad and dumb, but again, like everything that they're doing perfectly in character because it's annoying and gross but edge and lita are annoying and gross and that is yeah, their that's true entire shtick and has been up until this moment this is like on you know if, if you told somebody three weeks before this that edge and lita would have a live sex celebration in the ring you'd say well yeah that makes sense like it fits their character yeah it's the perfect escalation of like who they are as people and it's also the perfect escalation like for a heel celebration because this is a staple of wrestling too whenever you win 
you come out to lord it over all the crowd and the baby faces who don't like you and don't respect you. And then it gets interrupted and the feud is furthered and continues. But you get over as a dirtbag heel by how obnoxious you are. Right, of course. It's kind of the perfect way for them to do that. And like I said, not only that, but the moment where he cuts the promo saying, hey, I'm going to stick it in all of you people's faces who never believed in me and this is how we're going to do it. You're like, yeah, no, that makes sense. Like they shouldn't do it and they shouldn't be allowed to do it. But the fact that his mind goes to that place and says this is what we're going to do. It does make sense. Um, yeah, yeah. Again, I'm glad that wrestling isn't like this anymore. <laughs> Although, to be fair, said, we're we're gonna have you know. To be fair, say what you will. It's given us a lot of material for episodes. Right, right. Well, that's true. But I mean, like, that's the thing. Comparing this, maybe it's only because I've had to watch Bobby Lashley and Lana make googly eyes at each other for like the last four weeks and it took four weeks for something to actually happen in the ring yeah, yeah. at least edge and lita are like hey we're terrible people and we're flaunting it in front of your face we don't have to do this video conference call where lana is like i always wanted to go to this fancy restaurant and you never took me but bobby lashley takes me because he's a <laughs> real man like no none of that is happening they're like hey guess what we're doing it right now in front of you, and there's nothing you can do about it. At least that's that's so much that it's entertaining. You know what I mean? Like I said earlier, I realize this sounds like a terrible pun, but if you're going to do it, do it. Also, um, this was the highest rated segment of the entire show, and I'm pretty yeah. sure it's one of the highest rated, if not the highest rated segment of raw of all time no so, it's not it's not no okay well, i think i think i now i could be wrong but i think one i think anything in the in the late 90s had higher ratings than in 2006 oh, and also i believe the highest rated segment was the mick foley the rock this is your life segment which is one of the oh yeah that's right it's one of the stupidest things ever but somehow is the highest rated thing and was this big success, even though it's like one of the dumbest things ever. One of those weird things where somehow it just worked. Yeah, and then they tried to ape it ever since. Many times. Every other This Is yeah, Your Life segment it, it's ever really since. It's really stupid, terrible. so it's not going to work. It just yeah. somehow clicked in this perfect way with these people, and it's never going to happen true. again. Okay. But anyway. Well, that's fair. So, I, I sorry, I, I digress. I was wrong about that. It was certainly the highest rated segment of the show. Which means that as dumb and offensive and inappropriate and all the other things we listed were, it also worked. Maybe we get the content we deserve. I don't know. but I think that it, is true. So, look. Bottom line, um, not good. Um, but for what it was, man, they kind of nailed it. Like, if you've never seen this before or if you haven't seen it in a while, go into it with the mindset that i just told you which is this is going to happen no matter what and let's see how bad it is you might be surprised because for what it is which is a dumb offensive idea they they kind of do it perfectly and i had a blast watching this like edge is a great heel rick flair is this great like weirdo and john cena is doing a good job being like a cool face champion which are all things that i didn't think i'd ever see yeah yeah. Also, Edge is taller than you think. Those are the takeaways here. And yes, he is. Yes. 
Yes, yes, he is. A little bit taller than you think. He's not a small guy. Not at all. Um, that sounds like something Lita would say. Maybe. <laughs> Had to end on a good note, right? Right, right. Um, okay, so that we're done with that. That's good. I'm glad that's over with. And I'm glad I don't have to do this as a topic now. So that, I got that's you, buddy. positive. Um, so I guess it's time to talk about what's up with David Arquette. Now, David Arquette, not doing, uh, not a ton, not a ton of updates. Um, one thing he did, he was like a, a guest host of an episode of Entertainment Tonight, um, a few days ago. Oh, is that where he point? did the red carpet interview with RJ yes, City? Yes, yes. And what he did, he, he Instagram lived RJ City and, and tried to pass it off as him fulfilling his promise to get him on a talk show. Which was hilarious. And I highly recommend checking that out. Um, you can see it on, you know, you can see it on Twitter, on Instagram. I mean, I know I've, I've retweeted it with our Twitter page. So you can go at behind underscore gorilla and uh, you should be able to find, find some of that. Um, RJ City, I think, put the whole thing up on YouTube. So I would, it's, it's very entertaining. And those two are very entertaining. So that was, that was great. Um, I don't know what else has not a whole lot. Uh, although just now, and we're recording this way early because we're both going to be gone. We were gone this past weekend from when y'all are listening to this, but there, there, there was an article, a Deadspin article all about David Arquette talking about, and it's, it's titled David Arquette has unfinished business in the wrestling ring. Now I haven't gotten a chance to read the whole thing. But I tweeted out a link to it um, a few days ago at this point. Jeez, anything I say about it, I tweeted out. It now has happened several days ago. But anyway, so you can find find that. And it's just from the few things I was able to read, it, it's a pretty good read. And it's about David Arquette and wrestling. So it's automatically a good read. So I would uh, definitely check those out. Um, so I think that's really all... I got it with David Arquette. Coming up at some point, we'll watch uh, Eight-Legged Freaks again and talk about that for a segment of an upcoming episode. Not sure when, but at some point we'll do that. And yeah, so that, that's that's it for uh, What's Up with David Arquette, unless you have anything, Harris. I do not have anything, only to say whenever he announces like the release date of his movie and starts pushing that. Y'all are going to hear about it every single dadgum week. We are going to push the heck out of that movie. Oh, once yeah, his the wrestling documentary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, definitely. Yeah, we'll be big, big proponents of that, and you guys will definitely get sick of it, which is which is the goal. That that's that's always the goal. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, so that's all for David Arquette, and uh, I don't really have anything else for for the show, Harris. I think we did a good job. We kept I- it right around an hour. All right, perfect. So there you go. Next week, I'm sure it'll be back to two hours, and you can download it and start it and then not finish it like you always do. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's fine. Hey, the download is all I care about. We're not even <laughs> at, we're not even at the, the point of how long people listen. I, I don't even care. <laughs> perfect. Anyway. Uh, yeah, so go and follow follow the, follow the our Twitter page, at behind underscore gorilla. 
post all the updates for the episodes, the links, and um, just all that stuff. All our thoughts on wrestling, too. It can get confusing sometimes because me and Harris both have... Um, both have access to the page. If you hear stuff that's mostly negative, that's and the majority of stuff is going to be me. Anything that's pro WWE in any way is gonna be Harris. That's an easy way to determine to determine things at least slightly. I think if you've listened to this podcast at all, you can probably guess with accuracy like seventy five percent of the time who is tweeting what. Yeah, yeah, that, that that's a good way to put it for sure. So go ahead and check that out. Uh, you can follow us on Instagram at behind underscore gorilla. And then we're at behind at like behind the gorilla podcast or something like that on Facebook. You can just type in behind the gorilla wrestling podcast and you'll be able to find it. Um, go and leave us a rating and review on iTunes. Those always help. And that's all I got for the shilling, I guess. You can follow me on Twitter at Mark Mark Brand. And I'm at Harris Wilson. So you can do that as well. And, uh, yeah, that's all we have for this week's episode. So thank you guys so much for listening. Again, I'm Mark. And I'm Harris. Have a great week.